Welcome, guys, to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 170 here. Altai, joined by... Remo. There it is. So, Altai, how's your week been? Do a quick uh, quick catch-up. A week Any of contrast. Spicy? Anything spicy? Well, I had some spicy Indian food. How's that? Ooh. Have you, have you ever had, have you had food so spicy you just couldn't eat it? Yes. Yes. This um, week or no? Not no, that spicy? This not, week hasn't been that spicy? No, no, not this week. There's, not a few, this week. there's a few really spicy places here. That I hopefully I'll take you to one day. Nice. But in the meantime, uh, this week has been pretty eventful in terms of industry news. Right? Not so personally, not so much for any specific game, but more like you know the back business stuff. Before um, we get to that, though, and Altai, do we have a weekly raid this week or or we, not? We don't. We, we don't. don't have a weekly raid, but I do want to say um, I got I got a bit of a mini weekly raid for us. All right. All right. Let's see it. A bit of a mini weekly raid. A little bit of a, <clears throat> a little bit of a question, Altai. Because we were mentioning Habba Hotel in the pregame, all right? And somebody mentioned that he got hella babes on Habba Hotel, all right? I mean, I get my babes on Club Penguin, but some people go for that Habba Hotel, all right? And throughout your days of playing MMOs, have you gotten any nudes? How about, and if ooh. so, from, from how many girls? Or guys, whichever, whichever you fancy, I'm not judging. I've gotten a few girls, not guys. A few girls. Okay, and across what games? Uh, mobiles. Are you at liberty to disclose? MOBAs. Okay. Probably, probably shouldn't disclose too much, but uh. okay. Okay. World of Warcraft. All right. I I I I've got a. I've, I think I've gotten two different girls to give me news on World of Warcraft. Really? Back in the day, or like more recently? Back in the day, not more recent. This uh, is like oh, wow, you this, horn this dog. Is like 16, I wasn't. I, I was not. This is like sixteen-year-old Remo. All right. That's what you were 16, doing instead of raiding MC with me. All right. That was sixteen-year-old Remo. All right. Oh my god. And I, I was like sixteen at the time. I'm pretty sure they're like also similar my age. And I remember saving those pictures and I got them through MSN Messenger. All right. That was that was the, the girls just used MSN Messenger back in the day or AIM. You know, that that was that was hot. That was that was that was my jam back then. But I'm curious because like you have games like Habba Hotel and these like social MMOs, which are a like, guy online, right? Like yeah, it's like guy is a place for people that like anime to hang out. Yeah, I get it, but it's also a place where degenerates just cyber all day. That that's that's what if you are on Gaia, like there's a good chance you were trying to pick up girls, or a good chance. No, you 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 just there to pick up girls. Real talk. If you're on Habit Hotel or Gaia, you're there to pick up girls. All right. And sometimes you talk about anime and stuff too. But like, it's uh, it got pretty spicy. I, I was never on the Gaia forums, but I've known people that were on there, and they were very um, very into that. I, I don't still Alien Way. I I kind of wish I still had them, but no, I didn't keep trophies, and I've reformatted many times since. That's funny. That's crazy. I did not know you were doing that back then. I. Mean, I uh, two is not a lot, by the way. Some people like get a lot. This is over years, okay? It wasn't like it wasn't like I get up in the morning, crack my fingers. How many nudes can I get today? I mean, some people do that. There's like a people have a game out of it sometimes. They they try to get as much as they can, but like no, it, it was over years. I don't think it was particularly bad, all right? I mean, obviously, I think people in our chat probably did the same as well over the years, okay? You know, we've been playing. Most of us have been playing MMORPGs for a long time, so it's gonna it's gonna happen, all right? Over the years, it's gonna happen. But uh, the closest hmm. story I have is back in the day, like I'm talking like high school, maybe middle school, we're playing Ultima Online, right? This girl starts playing and she's like, oh, I go to the same school, you know, we go to the same school. This is a picture of me. It's kind of weird, right? Why would she just like drop this picture of her? Yeah. You know? And then it was like her in a hot tub, right? In like a bikini. You're a good looking girl, whatever. Seems fake, but all right. Yeah, well, whatever. So okay, I'm like, oh, no, but the girl's in our school too. So okay. I'm like, oh, this is you. Oh, okay. I'm just playing. I'm just playing, you know. And like a week later, She's like, I have a confession to make. That's not me. I'm this other girl, this ugly girl. I'm like, okay. Like, I didn't even ask you for any. Like, you. She introduced herself to me in the game. Like, this. I'm, you know, X. Here's a picture the of me. Girl, yeah. I was like, cool. Uh, do you want to like hunt monsters or something? Okay. And like two days later, I have a confession. It's not me. This is really me. Do you still want to play? I'm like, not really. You're annoying. Like, what are you doing? Like, I didn't even ask for you. Like, and it's not like I outed. Like, I'm like, is that really you? It was mm-hmm. it was a whole one way conversation from her with this stuff. I don't know, it was weird. Interesting that she first had to. Pre- she's probably insecure online, you know. But like, I'm not sure why you you know would volunteer pictures. Then you know that's not you. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah. kind of pointless. And the weird part was they were friends, IRL. Ooh, the two girls. So like, this is some weird uh, middle school girls, you know, drama. Uh, Net ninety four asked, "Did you have any MMORPG girlfriends?" Though I think I think everyone has. I think anyone that's played an MMORPG over the years, had at one point an MMO girlfriend. Obviously, it was nothing serious, right? But, like, when you're, like, 14, 15, you're like, okay, this is my girl on RuneScape, right? Or, or you know, on Neopets or, you know, whatever game you're playing. So everyone's had that at one point. If you, 
I feel like if you say you've never had an MMO, MMO girlfriend, you probably haven't played MMOs long enough, all right? I mean, obviously, want to buy girlfriend from RuneScape is a meme now, but, like, it, it's coming from a place that's real, all right? It's coming from a place where people did do that stuff. I met my ex-wife in MMO Saffron. Feels bad, man. Do uh, does Mother of Four who played Star Wars Galaxies with me count? Yes, Canaris. I'm going to count it, all right? There was definitely some sexual undertones over there. You told me that story, but, you know... That, she may she may not have grabbed your lightsaber, but she thought about it. All right. Oh my goodness! Feels bad, man. That Neopets girl who got away—that's the one. That was the one. All right. That was your happiness <laughs> right there. You let her. That was like the ideal waifu. Okay. That was like two alternative histories where one you're happy and two you're miserable watching the mmos.com podcast right now with us. Okay. And unfortunately, you're at number two with the mmos.com podcast. But you know what? We're here to keep you company, fam. All right. But maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm tr- I'm actually trying to remember. Um... I don't think I had an MMO girlfriend because I think one of the issues was I always played a female character, right? Yeah. So maybe like that kind of got in the way of it. I don't know. I never really. I don't think I ever had an MMO girlfriend. You remember Athena from World of Warcraft, right? It was it was an oldie. The the, the like that like Belgian guy. No 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 no. That, that was one of my MMO girlfriends. No. Do I you don't. not remember? Uh, no, uh, it's clearly more important to you than me. <laughs> okay, well, I, I mean, we we briefly talked about it at one point. Like, it wasn't obviously. Like, did I ever a big talk to deal. her in game or IRL? Maybe I don't know. I I don't remember. When you said All Athene, right. I thought of Athene exactly. I didn't think of Athena. <laughs> no, no, it was Athena. All right, it was a night elf. All right. She was the one that I got picks of, and and then I quickly lost interest once I got the picks. <laughs> okay, I actually had a maple story girlfriend too. Do you remember that, Altai? What? No. Okay. Hold on. Honestly, I don't remember her name. Cause, hmm. Oh, very, very close relationship there. Okay. Hold on. Hold the fuck up. All right. is, I'm learning stuff about my brother here. There's I a story not... coming here. There's a story coming here. It was, it wasn't just a maple story. Listen, listen. It was a maple story, private server. Wait, you played a maple story private server? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The story gets it gets deeper, boys. It gets deeper. Right. <laughs> it was a maple story private server before maple story private servers even existed. Okay. So listen. This was, there was no such thing as a private server on MapleStory. The code was not even existent, right? But there was a form for a private server that was, quote-unquote, in development, right? But obviously, it was not in development because nobody that worked for the server knew how to program, right? So it was a form of people that basically wanted to plan a private server. And nobody actually knew how to make the private server, right? So this girl was a moderator on there. And I got to know her, right? Because I, I wanted to play MapleStory private server back in the day, right? This shit was my jam. <laughs> and... She recruited me to be their head developer on this MapleStory private server. And I don't know how to program either. I took the job. <laughs> you were the head <laughs> I was the, not the head. I was one of the developers okay. for a MapleStory private server when I had no idea how to program in, like, high school. All right? Oh and God. I've got to know this girl over, like, six, like, eight <laughs> months. And she was from the South. And I remember her also not being very attractive. And I lost interest pretty quickly. All right? But... It was it was the most bizarre thing. It was on a MapleStory private server, for when when none of these existed and nobody knew how to program, and they asked me to do it for them, and I pretended to know how to do it. I'm like, yeah, I got this, bro. Let's go. Oh my god. It was god. like we we'd meet in the aim chat rooms and discuss like ideas for the server, right? And it was very clear no one's got any fucking idea what's going on. Ooh, it Man. was, it I'm was learn- a spicy time, boys. I'm learning a lot today. Yeah. Apparently, your 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 internet social life was much more vibrant than mine was at that age. It was it, it was a very brief weird like like three to four month period. What the so fuck? I what put that in my resume, doing? top of the resume, Maple Story Private Server Programmer. Even though nothing got done, man, what was I? It doing? was just weird. I had no clue what I was doing at that time. Oof, that's that's quite the story though. There's a lot of weird details in there I left out, but it was it was fun. Uh, Sheva, eighty bits for when you're when you stole your mom's credit card. Just to marry your girlfriend in Moria, but she leave you for a guy higher level, and you. Oh my God, Shevu. <laughs> That's the saddest maple story story I've heard. You you got you paid for the wedding in Amoria, and then she just let. Wow, feels bad, man. That's crazy. Uh, you know, I think I think my shields were just higher. Like I just assumed everyone was a, a guy. You know, I got picks, of course. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. we got picks. You well, know, well, but then but his problem. But once was, you got the picks, you lost interest because they weren't. Really I have a good question picks. though. Did you get real? Like, did you get signs? Because oh, I think it was hard. Of, it was hard. I, I I don't remember. Like I, I think because I was, I was always very skeptical, as most yeah. people are. You know, obviously you automatically assume that it's all bullshit. You know, you're a guy. You're, you know, you're a penis unless you're proven otherwise. Oh, exactly. Because during yeah. that era, MSN, AIM, and stuff, it was so it's so easy to just find a picture online. You know, like on, yeah. a, on like there was a, no Facebook guy that was like yeah. popular. So you could or something page. like a blog. Yeah, yeah, it's so easy. So I don't know. 
I also remember playing um, quite a bit of Gunbound with this girl. That's what I remember. Hmm. Back in the day. All right, that's that was that was my mini uh, weekly raid here. I'm sure everyone's got some crazy stories about like stuff like that growing up playing MMOs. Only because MMOs are inherently social. I, I think now, like, I, I play MMOs for a lot of social reasons too. But like, mm-hmm. I've met a lot of really good friends that I, I talk to pretty regularly through MMOs. They're just you know a fun group of people like just just to hang out with. Just just you know it's it's been awesome just meeting friends through MMOs. Man, I wish you told me you had this idea. We could have actually done this as a weekly raid. It's a, it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it'd be pretty cool, to hear, pretty cool to hear other people's stories, and I'm sure people have some stories. heartbreaking. Yeah, I'm sure people have some like crazy stories about it. You know, obviously, it's it's, it's never like super serious because it's online and it's you know you're like in high school. I was a scammer, by the way. I was a guy pretending to be a girl the whole time, and then getting access. Alta is savage. Okay, Alta always pretends to be a girl, and he he takes to the next level. It's always like, you know, you play a female character, and people are being nice to you. You know, you just you know. You kind of lead them on, right? Like slightly. You don't like say no. Like you don't remind them that you're a dude or anything. Right? You just let them think you're a girl. I'll tell you, goes to the next level. He like he he is like doing everything in his power to convince him, like like he, he that he's a girl, and he will take everything he can out of them. He will just like and like he'll like oh he'll like talk to them like on AIM afterwards too, and like become good friends with them for like a week, and then and then like take all their money. Like oh, can I go on your account? Like like I can't like my you know, my, my sister's playing my account i can't play or something my brother's on my account can i play on yours and he just like loot the shit out of you okay Altai was like next level he, <laughs> he he just swindled people like out of everything they had by pretending to be a girl and they trusted him he, <laughs> he got a he got a married man okay a married man to trust altai with his with with his house in ultima online and the way that works is like if if somebody adds you as a co-owner to their house you can access everything in the house and steal everything in the house so altai was befriending this dude when his wife was in the game with him. They were playing together. And the husband just kept flirting with, with Altai while the wife was there watching. <laughs> and the wife was like, what the fuck are you doing, right? Like, like the whole time, Altai's flirting with this guy, and he's flirting back. And, like, six days later, Altai's the co-owner of the house. Seven days later, one day later after that, everything is gone. All right, Altai, Altai took the house and ran. <laughs> Not only that, but it was all on eBay that afternoon. Because this was before eBay banned yeah. uh, phys- uh, digital sales of products. So I literally looted this guy's house. It was a large house. Too. It was a, it was a I mean, like, we, like, we made like 100 bucks selling this shit on eBay after yep, that. Yep, it was a yep. nice haul. I, I guess it's kind of like real life you know, marriage. Too. You, know, you end up with, with his house. You sold it on eBay. You got some money. You know, you're good. The, the trick, the trick is... You gotta sell the fact that you're kind of new. Like you can't sell the fact that like you're an experienced player. Ooh, that's good. Being so, being new makes you seem more like a girl too. Yeah, yeah like dumb. Like, like <laughs> okay, interesting. All they plays dumb and innocent, and yes. dumb and innocent equal girl. I'll be in, like, like most people's like, minds. Guy like, be like, you should be an archer. I'm like archer, how does that work? Oh, obviously it's a bow and arrow. Like you, you don't have to play <laughs> this game to know that, right? But you you have to say things like that to sound like a dumb girl, you know. Alta is, Alta is next level genius, all right? You know, there is something um like something attractive about like being a little bit like I don't want to say dumb, but like a little bit airheady, right? Because like I feel like anime has kind of portrayed this image as like the cute girl that's kind of a little ditzy, you know? And I feel like that kind of works. It's, I mean, it's a very common archetype, like be, always being tired, right? Or always be, that's a very common anime archetype as well for being cute. So oh, Alta is, was using this knowledge. Like, well, bef- I'd say it's simpler than that. Because I think a lot of guys, you know, I'm sure you've all heard the term mansplaining, right? Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely guys, thing. People love explaining. Amateurs especially love telling people newer than them how everything works, right? So I'll be like, archery, is that good? And he'd be like, well, you know, archery, the strength of archery is you can stand here and, like, two-point distance, so you're safe. I'm like, he's saying non, like, very, you know, basic stuff, right? But he likes, yeah. he likes teaching. He likes explaining this to me as if I'm like, I'm like, whoa, huh? You're really smart. You're really good at this game, aren't you? He's like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty good. <laughs> and the wife is like, what are you doing? Nice. Yeah, so it's wow, your DPS is so big. I will never be that good. Okay, Nap, that's beautiful. That's a good example. That's beautiful. That's what you got to say, Altai. Nowadays, wow, your DPS is so good. I wish I could be that good one day. Stuff like that will, you know, stroke their ego. Exactly. So I think, honestly, the guys who kind of fall for stuff like this, I didn't really feel bad because it's so, like, it's so, like, bottom level stuff. If this works on you, you don't deserve your shit. But unfortunately, you, again, you can't really get away with that anymore because every MMO like nowadays makes it like if you if you scam people, it's considered like a bannable offense against the terms of service in most games. But I think surprisingly, the only more modern game I can think of uh, besides Eve Online, which has been like notorious for scamming, right? I think um, I think one game said that scamming is okay. I think it was Arcage said like they specifically said like skullduggery is a part of the game, which is a very stupid term to use, but like that means like stealing and lying and stuff. Yeah, so I think Arcage had it. It's it's amazing the um. The shift online. So, for example, there was a new Ultima Online private server that I was thinking of playing, 
mm-hmm. but before you make an account on their website for a private server, remember, there's like a you know terms of service, and you can't scam. Scamming is not allowed on this private server for a game that allows scamming. The original game allows scamming, right? But the private wow. server, I was just like, you know, so I don't know. It's just, it's just so weird the um, the shift. In, the in, shift in mentality for like yeah. everyone, because this is a game that's also built on open world PvP and PK in full loop. So you think a game that kind of has all these hardcore elements built in, including this private server, would at least be able to like hold on to this, you know, the scamming aspect of it, which is always a part of the game. Yeah. So in this game, in this private server, I can literally kill your character outside town, right, while you're mm-hmm. busy hunting. I can kill your character, take everything you have on you, cut up your corpse, right, take your head, and like mount it on my house and wall, right. But I can't yeah. scam you. I can't be like, well. Roll this dice and you make double your money. Like, I can't do that, but I can kill you. I don't get it. But that's what, to what extent does that like uh, apply? Because like, can you go to town and be like, "Yo, come outside town and one v one fight me, bro." He comes outside town and you can like ten man gank him. Can you do that? Like, is, is that a scam? I mean, they don't go again. It just logs. Yeah. They don't go to details, but they do say you can. You know, scamming is not allowed. It kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's a part of the world. It's a, especially for a game like Ultima Online. You just you gotta you know. I love that the free for all everything goes world is pretty cool. All right. Like the good old days, the medieval times. You think if like the local guy at the bar like scammed you, you could like go to the police. No, there's no fucking police. Yeah, if you kill someone, I'm sure like they'll investigate, right? But like if you got scammed, the only thing you can do is kill the guy back. You can beat the shit out of the guy and get your money back. That was your only recourse. Are you going to sue the guy? You know how that shit back in the day? Ultimate Alliance is set in medieval times. It's a fantasy game, so it makes sense. Yeah, it is. It is weird. I, I you know, I'm not prepared to say which one is better because obviously gaming today is much bigger than it was when we were young. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe there are a lot of people enjoying these games today that in the past just couldn't Got have scanned by just, us. Not just, not just scam, but just just totally unwelcome, right? From racism, sexism, swearing, scamming, everything. You know, like just, if I can't be racist on a private Ultima Line server, what's even the point of playing? All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's it's. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm glad there are games like Eve, though. Like like you said, I'm glad Eve still exists, and I hope it it does continue to exist for that reason. And we need, we need a refuge. For the scum of the universe to, to gather, you know. Yeah, and that and that that scum of the universe gathers on Eve Online. That's the game. Yep. All right. Well, a that was a good rabbit hole. It was. It was a very interesting. Um, hope we can revisit this whole intimacy in MMOs uh, concept again because you know, like you said, I, I think a lot of people uh, in their mm-hmm. adolescence, you know, probably experimented or chatted up with the opposite sex in these games online. And I pretended to be the opposite sex, you know, whatever. Yeah, all these different things, and and, and and there are a lot of success stories. You know, there are people who got married. By pretended to be an orc. The whole so, whole spiel. Yeah. So all right, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll revisit this uh, again one day. But for now, mm-hmm. I want to talk. We're about, gonna take us all time. Well, I'm gonna take us. I'm gonna take us to Tryon. All right. Let's talk about Tryon. Okay. So I think we reported last week that they got bought by Gamingo, right? Yes. And at the time, you know, I thought it was a normal transaction like you know when Tencent bought you know riot games riot games was still based in california they still made you know league basically free right to do their own thing they even refused tencent when tencent said hey make a mobile version riot games which was 100 percent owned by tencent said nah we don't want it right yeah and people complained that like oh the chinese are gonna buy it it's gonna be sucky whatever but to tencent's credit they've been remarkably hands-off right yeah well it seems like gaming go is taking the opposite tact with uh tryon Tryon, from from what I've read so far, this could be rumors. Uh, Tryon is completely dissolved. Everybody's fired, and it just came out of nowhere. Those aren't rumors. That's actually from the court records. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, it's at, basically once once Gamingo bought Tryon, they shut everything down. Or perhaps right before they you know made the acquisition final, they already fired everyone, put all the assets like in a different company, and transferred it that way. But yeah, Tryon Worlds is basically no more. All That's their games crazy. and licenses now belongs to Gamingo, and listen, not a single employee. From from Tryon World is now working with uh you know, with Gamingo, which is pretty remarkable. Maybe after they laid everybody off, maybe Gamingo picked up some of the employees for like the people that for the self-developed Tryon games, like like Rift and whatnot. So it, that's probably still happening because otherwise it'd be a very weird transition, like from firing everyone to hiring a whole new team. So all the staff was probably let go, and then they're going to selectively rehire the ones they want to keep. I I, I suspect. Yeah, and it, it, honestly, I didn't expect that. I, I thought maybe it was their way of kind of. Buying a developer, right, and kind of getting a foothold into developer because they're mostly a publisher, but mm-hmm. they're taking a weird tact. We're just gutting it, you know. And and people are saying that I don't think all the games were shut down, but I do think uh, I think we've talked about this. I think Atlas Reactor and Defiance are both on the chopping block. 
Definitely. And Sephron asked, who got the money and how much money did they get? Uh, we can't know for sure because it was a you know, private transaction by two private companies that aren't publicly listed. But we do know that uh, about a week or so prior to the acquisition, uh, tri- um, GameGo raised about 30 million euros in funding that they said was, would be used for acquisition purposes. So once they raised 30 million euros, like literally a week later, they bought Tryon World. So like we, we can guess it's going to be probably less than 30 million euros then. So somewhere in between there, they, they ended up buying it. And the people that got paid were whoever owned Tryon World, whichever private investors owned it. Yeah. And uh, didn't they? A, so, what's going to be left, in my opinion, is going to be Trove, Rift, and Arcage. And Arcage, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Trove is probably doing the best. I mean, that, that game has been doing pretty, pretty consistently good. And honestly, I think Trove is a game that you can just launch for the first time and play and be like, hey, this is actually a pretty good game. And it's actually pretty fun right from the get go. And it's basically an MMORPG Minecraft with a more like, it has more direction. It's not as open ended as Minecraft. So, it just, it, it's pretty fun, though. Other two are more traditional MMORPGs. And, and uh, they both have uh, progression servers now. Then I think both progression servers are doing pretty decently. What surprises me about this too is is, is the speed of this transaction. Uh, from what I read about the Arcage uh, developer, which I think is Excel Games in Korea, they they yeah. c- kind of were caught off guard as well. And they said, "Oh well, we'll go, we're working with them." They actually delayed one of their patches mm-hmm. uh, for the Western market be- until things until they figure out what's going on. Which which means that Tryon and Gamingo didn't even tell you know their partner in Korea that this was you know about to go down which is really bizarre i think yeah I mean, it, it might have been more like a uh, a forced transaction i mean maybe the, the numbers weren't looking good for for a try as well it could be like going really south and this was like a a quick deal they put together i don't know we can only speculate right now until more news comes out mm-hmm. which I, I don't think a lot of news will come out because again two private companies so they're not gonna really disclose they won't disclose anything more than they legally have to so i think we'll, we're, not, we're not gonna get too much more color on it i think it's really interesting that like so for example try on initially launched with rift right yeah it's interesting to me that a lot of these companies, once they have one product, right, they decide they can do everything, right? So they, yes. they became a publisher. They developed all these other kind of games like Trove, which to their credit was successful. But Alice the Reactor, other ones right? Yeah. Like, I think one of the beautiful things about uh, Riot Games, which up to this point is uh, they only have one product. That means we have one yeah. focus. Uh, I wish they actually kept it that way uh, rather than blow all this money on uh, other projects that didn't pan out. And I think it's the same problem that CCP, which makes EVE Online, had. Uh, yes. They took all the money that EVE Online was making, and instead of putting that money back into EVE, they tried all these other things. They tried to make a console FPS. They made all these other things. This VR stuff, yeah, it was yeah. a complete flop. Totally flop, and they had to sell themselves out to a Korean uh, company, Pearl, Pearl Biss, right? Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is just bizarre to me. And I think Tro, uh, Tryon had the same problem. Uh, rather than focusing on their, on their product, right, their, their one thing, bread and butter, they tried to yeah. just be everything, uh, and, and it just, they just wasted all this money. It, it seems like it almost never works, but I feel like a lot of this mentality to diversify comes from uh, like old-school gaming, where like if you just made console games, you want to have multiple franchises, right? And just release different games every franchise every year to make a lot of money. But I think for MMOs and online games, it doesn't really make sense, because when you play an MMO, you're not just playing it once. It's, a, it's, a, it's monetized forever with microtransactions or subscriptions, which you know, uh, you know Rift was subscription-based for a while. So you can make a lot of money just focusing on one game. You know, you can't make that much money focusing on just one game as just releasing a console game. So diversification makes more sense over there. But when your game is a service, not rather just a product, it, it just makes no sense to you know, spend all this time and effort doing other things. When another example is Terra, for example. I mean, well, in mass, really, not really in Terra. Mass, I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. In mass entertainment, right? They were basically focusing on, on making Terra a great game in America. And they did a really good job. I mean, Terra is one of the more popular free-to-play games, though it's kind of waned in popularity recently, but... They're trying to make the in-mass launcher like a brand. Like they launched AVA, like Alliance of. Why would they release Alliance of Valiant Arms <laughs> on the in-mass launcher and think it has any chances of success? First of all, Alliance of Valiant, it's not a bad game, but it's an old game. Uh, it shut down by the way. They, they, AVA is oh, yeah. gone. They gave up on it. Yeah, they gave up on it already. Like it was, it was through EG. Then it was through, um, I think, it was. Then it was through Area Games for a while, and then Area Games shut it down. Then it was self-published for a while through Red Duck, and then Red Duck pawned it off to in-mass, and they ran it for a while too. But it seems like such a waste. For them to put all this effort into launching other games. And honestly, Critica and Closers are both not necessarily off their great start either. I mean, Terror is just so much more popular than Critica or Closers that it's just really weird to see in mass putting all this effort into these other games that have very low chance of success. You know? I mean, both yeah. Critica and Closers player bases are tiny. I don't know I don't know much about Critica, but I know with Closers, it's an old game. You know, they decided yeah. to publish this like five plus year old Korean game and just hey, here it is, you know, like Please, please play. And the funny thing about the NMAS launcher when it first—I I don't know if this is still the case—when it first launched, they didn't even have Terra on it. 
Because they That's did, so weird. They didn't want Terra associated with these other games because obviously they knew the quality wasn't the same. Yeah. It's just so funny to me that they, that they this company makes a launcher and they don't put their one game that's their actually their main game yeah. that people play yeah on the launcher yeah that was funny and that's the thing that I, I'm worried that, like, I think one of the reasons Warframe is doing so well too is Digital Extremes isn't like churning out other games exactly you know I, mean, I don't know if they will in the future but I think like, it's a big distraction and I think one of the reasons that Riot is League of Legends is losing players today is they're losing focus I mean they've been trying to diversify away from League of Legends for such a long time but they keep like they, they've bought the studio that made uh, Rolling Thunder Rising Thunder rather it's a fighting game and they're going to on like three different occasions, they were like ready to reveal a new game, and they never did. So they're still wasting a lot of effort and resources trying to make other games, and they're dropping the ball with their one game that people actually want to play, League of Legends. I mean, it's very hard for a studio to be able to actually make multiple products that are all great. I think Activision Blizzard is one of the few, like Blizzard is one of the few um, like examples of a company that can do it, and they have such scale. I mean, Activision Blizzard is worth like over like $60 billion dollars. Just for context, I mean, they have like, and they and, and they have only have a handful of franchises. I think Electronic Arts, for example, has has way too many franchises, and most of them are absolute ass. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I at least think, I mean, yeah, they have, Blizzard, Blizzard is focused. I actually think EA, uh, Activision Blizzard is doing a really good job because they are large. But Blizzard has how many franchises? They have um, Blizzard. Uh, they have uh, Diablo, Starcraft, Starcraft, Warcraft, and Warcraft. That's it. Overwatch and, now. And Overwatch. And Starcraft has basically hasn't been too uh, involved recently. So, so a lot of their games are based on the same franchise. And things like Warcraft Hearthstone. Diablo. Yeah, Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch now. Uh, mm-hmm. Activision has uh, Destiny 2 and, a, and a COD. And a few like old releases like the like the Spyro Legacy Bundle or whatever. But they're, they're actually... And, and King, obviously. They own King as well. King basically has one game, Candy Crush. And they just keep making Candy Crush like soda, Candy Crush, yeah. jelly, right? Whatever. Um, but they're actually pretty focused considering. Um, so I think, I think they're a smart company. They're, they're not spreading too far. Uh, whereas a, a lot of these small, like NMAS, right? For their size, mm-hmm. even their three games is more than like, uh, if you proportion it, is more than what Activision Blizzard is handling. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it, it's it's crazy to see these small companies trying to diversify so much, and it's it's a big negative for them. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, uh, you know, we see more companies focus rather than just trying to make tons of games. Do you think? And there's a speculation here. Do you think uh, High Res is also under um, potential target to be bought out? High res? No, high res. I think high res is actually a bigger, com- much bigger company than than game than uh. Tryon. Than Tryon. Maybe not Gamego because Gamego again owns Area Games now. They own Tryon and they own the Gamego portal. I mean, I think Tryon Worlds. That's uh, uh, high res has huge success with Paladins mm-hmm. and they have huge success with Smite. Smite. Yep. And th- both these games are, are like mini powerhouses. I mean, if you don't play either game, you don't really follow the scene too much. But they're a big company, I think, and I think. Maybe we can find some details on how much money they raised in the future, but in the past. But I think Tencent was a piece of them as well. But they, you know, they're they're a much bigger company. I know, so, I know yeah. that one game they have kind of tanked. Uh, it came out with a huge success, the Battle Royale one, Realm mm-hmm. Royale. It yeah. Came out, it came out hugely successful, but now it's mm-hmm. lost almost all their players. Uh, I I just love looking at the Steam charts for this one. Let's see. I haven't looked at it in a long time. It still has a thousand players online. Obviously, it, it, the average player base in June of 2018 was 32,000, and all-time peak of 104,000. But now it's only averaging about 1,100 or so. So it's it, it lost all those players. But just look at the spectacular nature of this fall. So in June of 2018, again, which yeah. was what one, two, three, four months ago, right? Yeah. It went from 100k players down to less than 3k and peak numbers here. Like that is an amazing decline. Like. Look at look at these numbers here. Seventy percent decline, fifty percent, sixty percent, twenty percent each month. Oh my goodness, what a bloodbath! I still find it remarkable that uh, High Res's success comes from like the two games they completely copied. Like Paladins is, is totally knockoff of Overwatch, whereas uh, you know. But then again, Smite is what was one of the first like actiony. Actually, it wasn't the first action MOBA. It was one of the first popular action MOBAs. All that or anyone in the chat, do you guys remember? Um, there was a MOBA that was action oriented well before um. Well before Smite. I think it was called Land of Chaos Online. Search that time on YouTube. Let's see a video for Land of Chaos Online. Land of I bet it's right. a game nobody remembers. It was called Loco. Play some oh. Loco, boys. Play some Loco. I remember Loco. I don't I didn't remember what it stood for. Land anybody in the chat remember Land of Chaos Online? This was like an action MOBA before high res, and I think it was one of the first, you know, action MOBAs. Let's see this. Games it's and- remarkable just if you look at the past for like Old free-to-play games. There were so many of them. 
they're just like completely dead now. It, it a la playa. I forget. I forget a la playa even existed. I saw that splash screen for a second. Yeah, they had S4 leak, but now it's published by somebody else. Yes, right here? Force. I'm glad you remember it too. We'll see if this was even it. Scroll ahead. I'm pretty sure this is, this is the mobile I'm talking about. Yes, there you go. This is the game. I think it's like yeah, it was yeah. like this action MOBA. The map kind of reveals it. The mini map on the top right. Yeah. So it was weird to see this before. Like obviously Smite did this, but a lot better. Like these guys are pretty early on the on the hype train, you know, because obviously Dota Dota is what popularized MOBAs, you know, and. We had League of Legends and stuff, but like nobody did an action mobile. I'm not sure if this was the first one, but this was one of the earlier ones that I've played. And yeah, I remember I remember Battleforge as well. Was that by EA? I, I actually don't, I don't remember who made it, but it was a beautiful concept. Uh, yeah, it was ahead, awesome. Yeah, ahead of its time. I think that I think this kind of concept will make a comeback. I think card games uh, have a have a long way to go in terms of uh, the potential there. I think there's there's I think card games to do to be successful require a lot more like good design than anything else because. Mm -hmm. I've played bad card games. They're just unintuitive and, and difficult to pick up. And then I've also played just remarkably beautiful, serendipitous card games like Slay of the Spire, for example. I think oh, it's just a beautiful game. game. Yep. It's actually one of the, from a design perspective to the new player experience, perspective to an advanced player, it's just throughout a smooth experience. It's, just, it's fun from the beginning. It's very simple, but gets more complex. It's, just, it's a beautifully designed game. Whereas a lot of card games, I feel like, require a lot of like, uh, investment to learn like it's like you can't have fun with a card game until you spend like five like a few hours learning how to play the game whereas a fun game should be fun from the get-go i think slay the spire is fun literally from the start which is what makes it really fun and then i mentioned sword girls online i remember that as well that was a trading card game i remember the interface being unbelievably jank in sword girls online that was sword girls was actually by chang yu i think if i remember correctly it was a very you know they, they don't really publish games anymore in america but they published that uh, dragon oath as well I remember the Sword Girls art was great. Forge Forgery. Alright, Sword Girls had some great art. Alright. Some grade A anime boobies. There's just so many of these like old MMORPGs. I mean, and, and some of these really obscure free-to-play games are still running. Like I doubt like many of you guys remember Ika. Ika is still running. I'll tell you. Have you have you have you seen Ika online? I don't Ika online gameplay. Uh they, their most recent patch is called The Conspiracy of Zereka into the freezing battle. Alright, look at these guys. They're still launching updates. There are two games I wish would make a comeback. Actually, one I don't hmm. know if it's dead or not. Florencia. Do you remember Florencia? That was that was my favorite hmm. game on an Ola player. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's still around. Really? I think it might be on Steam. Oh, we should do a first look for that. Uh, we'll yeah, Grandfest. Grandfest Friday. Huh? Although it is not going to be as fun as you remember. Oh, maybe not. In fact, it's. I, I remember playing it recently. It's. Whew, it was. It, it was like. Okay, so show us some Florencia gameplay. We can talk a little right, bit right. about this. I so, had a good time with this one. Yeah. I don't know why. All right, talk about nostalgia first, and I'll, I'll, I'll shit on it next. Okay. So I like the fact that this was a game. I don't know how to spell it, actually, to be honest. Florencia. Uh, I'll link you the Steam charts. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. All, right. All, right. All right. Oh, you got you had the first look for it. From, all right. Hmm. So I like the fact that it had a, both a, 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 a naval component and a land-based component. And look, for the time, I thought the graphics were pretty good for a free-to-play game. I mean, yeah, sure, maybe. I don't know, Altai. What year did this come out? Look at those feet. Do you see those feet, Altai? <laughs> it was bright when so many games were just, just dark drivel, you know? No, come on. Fly for Fun was bright, too. We've had so no, many bright... No. no, you've had so many bright anime-inspired MRPGs where it became like a meme. It became like a trope, you know? It, 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 it looks rose bright as well. A bright rose bright. anime game Hold is up. nothing special. Hold up. I think Fly is darker than you think, uh, than you remember. Maybe, but... but there's been so many bright anime-inspired games. If you just search like anime and more RPGs, you know there's just there's just so many of them. And all, all right, bright. come come shit on this game. Come shit on this game now. All right, all right, Alta. So here here's 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 where I'm shit on this game. Right, it just feels really slow to move around. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if this WSAD where you got to click or not. Maybe you can see from the video. But the reason this game was shit was because well, the UI was shit to begin with. But what really what was really weird is you had like this land-based gameplay and the sea-based gameplay. So you know you basically have very traditional, old-school fantasy and more RPG. With like, uh, like point and click, think like Shea or Last Chaos, or like Rapples, like that style of game, but with anime graphics, and really slow paced. And you also had a, a C component to it. That was like its special sauce, right? But the C component was basically unrelated to the land component. You had basically two MMORPGs in one, where once you're on a boat, you level up independently when you're than when you're on land. It was like two separate games combined together. Like there was no reason for the combination. Where and when you're on a boat, instead of killing like um, killing bees. You just kill like random ships, 
and you just load up in the same way. But it was it was, it was like even more boring though because it was very janky and cluttered. It it just, it just it was a cool concept, but it just it just didn't like it just didn't do anything well. It, it just I don't know. All right, all right, all right. I think I think if you play it again, you'll feel the same way. And I, I like in the video, I'm just punching these bees because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm pretty sure I didn't start. With, maybe I didn't start with a weapon or something, but like you're just punching the bees. But I see a weapon equipped too, so I don't know why I'm just punching them. Maybe you like punching Can you guys mention Dragon Ball Online? I wanted to try Dragon Ball Online, but I'm pretty sure that game never actually launched in America legally. The only Dragon Ball Online I remember ever being launched in the U.S. or in English was a private server that just had spyware on it. It worked, but you had to, you had to install the spyware with it. Am, am I crazy or am I right? Do you guys remember in chat? And X Steel was a was a long time uh, nostalgic favorite of ours since high school. So. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we used to play it all the time with our friends. I love punching this bee. That bee's gonna get wrecked. All right, that little bee's got a spear. Rip X Steel too, though. But it, it just, I think I think it's remarkable though that today we still have games like Florenzi that are still running. I mean, obviously a very tiny player base, but like you have you have Ica online, you have Florenzia, and there are literally at least like a hundred other games just like Florenzia with like small to medium player bases. Like you have um what was it really chibi game, Altai? With oh. Luna Online. That's another game. Like it, it's so weird that you have these games running, right? Like these are so like basic games that really offer nothing new to the table like these are just just playing out like mega basic games they have no reason to exist nowadays i mean luna Online looks very much like florentia as well it's got another anime game with with bright colors but like there's no reason to play it because it offers nothing yeah and look despite the nostalgia i actually wish some of these games would shut down because they do have some players that are trapped in those games that i think would actually just be more helpful they'd have more fun if they moved on yeah you got. We got to put them out of their misery, right? We got to pull the plug on their favorite games, right? They can't make up that mind for them. We got. We got. We got to yank him out of this world, all right? Exactly. There's, there's just way too many games like this. Like, I think of of the games like this. Honestly, I feel like Aura Kingdom, and some of the X Legend games are some of the best of the anime inspired, like basic and more PGs with the point and click gameplay and stuff. Like this very generic trope of game. The Aura Kingdom was just way more polished and was was more was better IMO than like Luna Online or Florenzia or. Any of these kinds of games. Just my thoughts. All right. Well, enough of a trip down memory lane. Let's go. Let's look into the future all time. Let's all look right. into the future. Let's all right. Let's 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 take a look at uh. Let's take a look at this one. All right. This is uh the open beta gameplay for uh for Lost Ark, which is released I think just just today. All right. Where are you linking me this? I'm linking on Discord. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We can use Discord. So yeah. I was looking at this video earlier, and I honestly, it reminded me of a few things that I really like about MMORPGs. I know something you probably disagree with. The music is pretty badass too. Let me turn up a little bit. Yeah. The world that the RPG wanted to show. RPG. The music that the RPG wanted to play. Well, look at this piano man. This is very deep. I'm 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 in the zone right now. I love when trailers start off like this. You know, the whole trailer shouldn't be artsy like this, but I love the music. I love the scenes. It's really setting the atmosphere for like. Building like a little bit of hype for me. Also, a world. See, the thing is, when you make an MMORPG, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing a world here. Exactly, yes. and that's what hooked me on a Lost Ark years ago when we saw that first like 20 minute trailer. Yeah. The fact that it was like trying to build a world. Oh, this music is pretty hype for me. Well, the music I think overlay with these uh, random yes, scenes. Yes. Like, I'm not seeing a guy grinding. I'm seeing not like penguins on this ice, a guy climbing this mountain. Right? Guy playing this piano on the little hill. Oh, I, I, I'm a fan of those penguins, though. I love uh, Answers and Dragon Song. Both of those are amazing. Well, why are these guys playing music? They they brought, they, they brought this pyramid into the desert, into the like frozen Northlands. <laughs> nice. And this is uh this is Yuna trying to stop Sin. In the background there. I love that game. It's this is a gameplay trailer. Make no mistake, and they're going to show a lot of gameplay. But it, it started off in a very interesting way that it kind of built some hype. Yeah, I think MRPGs can never really compete with other genres in terms of pure gameplay. So they need that kind of atmosphere building. Now we can see some actual top-down gameplay in the video in the background. And we see what like Lost Ark the gameplay looks like, right? And obviously it looks a lot like uh, Moo Legend, but it looks uh, definitely way higher production value. I think Moo Legend suffered a lot from having really bad like FPS drops. And it felt really like... 
they fucked a lot of things about the games. Like I think the art style felt a little bit dark and very like bland, right? Very like you had some like, wings and shit coming up, but it felt very weirdly bland. And with the low FPS, it, it just didn't feel like smooth and it didn't, it didn't look really great. But what I like a lot about this trailer right from the get go is in the gameplay video, is the combat animation. I think looked pretty cool. So pay attention to just like the kicks, the punches, the abilities. I think they look really well done. Like some of them are over the top, but I absolutely love the over the top like, effects on some of these. Obviously, the ones that look really crazy are the ones that have higher cooldowns, right? But it, I, I think it looks mega badass. And I remember playing um. Moo Legend, and nothing looked badass at all. They look like Diablo 2 style effects, but like, but worse from, from Moo Legend. Nothing looked cool. Versus the effects in, uh, the attack animations and effects, I think in, uh, in Lost Ark look much better. It's still not like ideal in that like, some of the better spell animations I've seen are in like Final Fantasy XIV, which is, they go crazy, and it's a more traditional MRPG, but for an action MRPG, I love the way some of the Lost Ark stuff looks. You know what I like about this game too? It's not just this like action RPG combat. Uh, the initial trailer, um, maybe I'll show it here too, had the whole naval naval part too with the with the ocean. You could sail your little ship around, explore the world. Mm -hmm. I, th I think maybe I'm just a sucker for this whole uh, maybe this ocean part of the games. <laughs> mm -hmm. Might be, yeah. but I I, I I just love seeing the spell effects. Like you'll see the frozen thing over here looks really cool with the waves, and when finishes casting, they get frozen the ice. I think it looks really nice. Like, th those little details. Like, for, for one of the things I really like, and this goes back to like, uh, like. I remember EverQuest is probably my earliest example. I remember seeing people cast like really cool spells. And obviously spell effects back in EverQuest days didn't look great. But the 3D spells in EverQuest are probably cooler than like anything else in the 3D world. I thought, holy shit, that like that wizard casting this like combustion spell with the flames looks so badass. What about MapleStory is a more recent example that people should remember if they played back in 2004, 2005, right? Like early MapleStory in North America. Don't you guys remember when you're like, when you walk outside Henesis for the first time and you see those green mushrooms on the top floor of the first hunting grounds? And like some level 90 ice lightning mage walks by and blows up the entire fucking screen with a cool ass looking lightning spell. You're like, holy shit, I want to do that. I want to be that guy. I want the big lightning spells. And when I see really cool spell effects in MMORPG, I'm like, fuck, that gives you a reason to like go level up and do that. I'm like, I want to be that guy too. That's why I don't want games to give you like crazy effects in the beginning. I want yeah. you to work towards it. Like hopefully, like hopefully uh, Lost Ark doesn't do it where you get really cool shit at the beginning. I want to be able to work towards it and earn it. Almost like gear, right? Like, spell, cool cool skills should be earned and unlocked later on to motivate you to play. And I think that's one of the big problems that WoW has right now uh, with the new expansion. Um, you actually gain no new skills or talent or anything from level 110 to 120. There's nothing new. Like, there's no... You know, your old spells just do more damage. That's it. That's a big, I think, turnoff for a lot of players. I think people that are into raiding can probably look past that, but I think a lot of the mid-core players, the casual players, it's not always the casual players, but a lot of mid-core players also want to look forward to getting stronger, right? And not everyone is playing games to collect stuff either, but the mid-core players especially, they want to they want to feel a sense of progression with their with their character, with their, at least give them new skills. It is, it's really bizarre that Battle for Azeroth didn't give players you, you have any new skills, right? No, no. So you got some new talents and some of the Azerite powers, which basically uh, like gave you some passive bonuses. I think you lost like, skills, actually, from, from the previous expansion. Yeah, they, they actually simplified it, I think. Yeah. So you can see some of the naval stuff now in, in Yeah, in I love this. So I probably won't actually enjoy this from a gameplay game perspective, but knowing it's here and seeing this, I feel like I'm playing a, I'm playing a character in a world, not just like a corridor, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's still a harder thing to achieve with this top-down isometric perspective, right? But I, I, they're trying. Like, I, I feel like Moo Legend tried, but it really failed. Because at no point when I played Moo Legend, I feel I was in a world, personally. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully, I think Lost Ark, it's got better music right away. So maybe Lost Ark will do a better job. And I think some of the chat has mentioned too. Like that one of the reasons I played Elsword was because of the cooler uh, skill effects. Like every time you got a job advancement in games like Elsword, it got progressively cooler and cooler. And that was your biggest drive to like, get job advancements. One of my biggest drives to play MapleStory was to get the cool spells. Like honestly, just I just you looked forward to the job advancement because the second you got that new job advancement, you could put one skill point into that brand new skill, which looked badass. Like that was so hype. People look forward to that shit. Let's take, take a moment to just uh, appreciate the fact that this company, Lost Ark, uh, since you know development began, it seems like they're putting out real videos. Like this, this video right now is 13 minutes, and even like three or four years ago, they put out like these 20-minute videos. If this was like the average game, they put out this like 30-second concept art trailer and say coming soon, you know, and that's it. Yeah. So I like it actually reminds that me. I, I want to show you one of the worst worst launch trailers I've ever seen. All right, let's see it. It's actually the worst, okay? And I guarantee people are going to remember it. 
Like, imagine like Lost Ark. You, I say you don't like this kind of game, right? What you're seeing. At least they're showing it to you, like in all its detail. Like, so you know what you're getting, right? So many of these games don't do this. Okay, so this is an open beta launch trailer. Okay, this isn't like concept trailer. They call this the Echo of Soul open beta launch trailer. It's got cool music in the background. I like it, right? But like, you can't show zero gameplay as a launch trailer. A launch trailer should show some gameplay. All right. You can have some of this stuff, but you can't just have this. This means they don't like their own game. They, they realize their game is crap. I, I, I actually like the music. Is it, is it a real song in the background? I don't know. Maybe somebody in the chat that knows music can tell me. I thought the music was pretty, like, her voice is really nice. Oh man, look at this dramatic battlefield. Wow, look at this 3D rendered elf. Hell yeah. But you you can't have a trailer like this. You can't call us open beta trailer should be showing some like action too. Like oh, yeah, you can yeah. build some world building stuff, but like like the Lost Ark trailer, show some gameplay. Yeah. You, you know? can you can have this during the first six months where development began. Yeah, okay? sure. This can't be like a launch trailer. Yeah, yeah, no way. This can't even be like a closed beta trailer. This has to be like you know, before there's any like graphics in the game. Right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, you can release concepts and CGI like this before it is an actual engine to actually display assets. Okay? That's it. That's the only time. So I mentioned this, this trailer actually appeared on TV in my country. So I know um, Area Games tried to like pour a lot of money to Echo of Soul like, to promote this game, but Echo of Soul was very painfully generic, if anyone remembers. You know, this was like they put a lot of advertising dollars behind this one, but it never really caught on. But they, they did have cool weapons, Elon uh, Wave. I think you're right. They did have some really cool looking weapons. But I think, yeah, another thing that's kind of lost besides um, besides progression of skills getting cooler, I feel like, you know, I, I want cooler looking weapons and armor. Like some really over the top shit. Over well, the top weapons and armor look really cool, I think, in MMORPGs. Well, the, if you're going to do that, though, I think you need to start the player out with things that are very, like, bad like normal ragged, ragged, yeah like, i agree yeah. you can't start off crazy good. exactly it, it, it destroys the progression well the problem is so if you start off with like epic looking armor you can only get to a point where it's just absurd like like just mm -hmm. glowing giant pauldrons like it's just too much so you yeah. gotta you gotta save the good stuff for you know for later and start with the crap yeah all right that's the, i'm sure there's examples of really bad uh, other trailers but the, the, this only came to mind because it was really like it didn't show any gameplay but we should move on to um Another brightly colored anime and more anime and more right up your alley because you know apparently these are very rare according to you right? Oh let's see what is this what do we got here? Kurt's Pal is actually open to closed beta registrations. I think this game looks great. I like the graphics here too. And I'm I not optimistic. On this really, one I'm at not. All. To be honest, I'm not optimistic on the performance of the game, but I think the visuals look nice. And and you know I'm not a huge anime fan, but I think this looks really nice. I, I, again, anime is one thing, anime aesthetic, but bright is a different thing. I think a lot of games go for the dark look. I just like the look of this game. Mm -hmm. So this game uh, is by COG Games, the same guys that did Elsword and Grand Chase. Uh, they're, they're accepting... The news this week is that they're basically accepting uh, closed beta registration. So it doesn't really mean anything by itself, but you can apply to closed beta on their official website. And the game's going to come out eventually. So the only piece of news they said is we, we're accepting closed beta invites and that more information will be available in the coming months. So we probably won't get a closed beta until at least like two months later. But now... Trailer, At least we know that they're making some progress on it. I gotta say, this trailer is one of the worst I've ever seen. We're just seeing, yeah, me too. It's awful. It's awful. It's like this golem guy, and it's just him standing around. Damn! Look at those angles. Look at those rocks. Damn! You see that rock on the bottom right there? It's like bigger than another rock. Holy shit! Look at this camera panning around. Whoa! The golem smacked the ground. How cool was that? But the, the weird thing is, they actually have real trailers in the past. I don't know why. They, okay, here we go. Here's like one actual. Uh... Yes, these are better. So it's strange they put out a crappy trailer when they had good ones. Yes. That was like that, that. That was the official trailer shown off on their homepage, which I don't know why they would do that. Also, this does give me a lot of Perrier Chronicles esque feelings in terms of the visuals. Visually, yes, but it looks like um actually the way the UI is laid out, you saw like when the UI is visible on the screen, it, it looked kind of mobile, didn't it? Like mobile yeah, game esque. Yeah, you're right. I like the fact that the, the the UI is also very minimalist. Yep. A lot of MMORPGs, especially, just throw everything at you on the UI, and it becomes like a cluttered hot mess. Here the UI is very hidden and very like in the background, so you can you can really just see the the graphics more. I think that's one of the one of the few areas where MMORPGs have actually shown progress since like wow, 15 years ago. The UI, look, yeah, the UI. Like, uh, lim I think actually limiting the number of skills you have 
any given moment, like equipped, is a is a, is a a lost game design aesthetic that we are just relearning now. I know EverQuest had this back in the day. You could only have like I think eight or ten spells out at a time, even though your spellbook contained hundreds, right? And I I think it's great. Rather than mm-hmm. like in WoW today or like even Final Fantasy probably, I have like four different uh, rows of of skills, right? Yeah, and it, it gets pretty crazy. It's absurd, and it's so silly. Like, and, and, you, and you have like two on the side for like you know like mounts and mm-hmm. and items and potions. It's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So look at the UI. Look at the UI for example that um is actually really funny. The UI that um Canaris just linked. This is an example of really crazy UI. And the funny thing is like this is obviously over exaggerated with all the mods running. But if you played World of Warcraft and you raided with 40 players and you had like one or two mods, like DPS mods, back in the vanilla WoW, it wasn't too unusual for your screen to look like this because we take for advantage, we take for granted how big our resolutions are today, right? But back when we played vanilla WoW and for the longest time, the most common resolution was 1024 by 768. Yep. We had those old HP 15-inch monitors at 1024 by 768, both of us. And that was pretty cutting, you know, decently you know, big for the time. Because all those first LCD screens were awful. And actually, the big CRT screens had better resolutions, but people started moving from CRT to LCD. And the original LCD screens were awful in resolution. So playing WoW, 40-man with a couple mods, made it, it was unplayable. It was so bad. It was so cluttered. It was insane. Yeah, I, I remember this. And, and even, um, I'm, I'm sure Canaris will remember this too. I remember in Star Wars, uh, The Old Republic, playing it on launch, uh, when, I, when I got to max level, my UI was so cluttered. I had so many hotkeys memorized, right? That when I actually went back to the game a year later, or two when I went free to play, I I couldn't kill things my level with my character anymore because I had forgotten the rotations and the, all the shortcuts. Because the game was actually pretty hard when I, from what I remember when it first came out. At least my class was, I guess, where I could not just steamroll uh, things my level with just one two three one two three. I had to like use at least like ten fifteen skills. I want to show you another example of really like old like this was before ultimate before uh before all the workout this EverQuest and this was the original EverQuest UI. We showed this a stream before, but it's worth showing again because like this was like we played for years with this UI and literally the this is default UI. There's no mods, nothing, right? This is a default UI to the game. And literally like uh 60% of the screen, it feels like 50 to 60% of the screen was taken up by UI, like hard UI elements. They were just imp- impenetrable, just just blocks. Yep. This is normal back in the day too. Like I guess it's remarkable. Like we we kind of lose sight of the progress that designers have made and developers have made. We you know in our cynicism for for games, at least we we do acknowledge that UI has gotten much better over the years for these games, and it, it's remarkable how much better they've gotten because this is absolute trash now that we look at it. This UI was atro- objectively atrocious. Yep. But again, like, one good thing here is these slots. So these slots you're seeing on the left here, um, where the guy's cursor is, these like little ovals. These were your mm-hmm. skills, uh, spell slots. So uh, there's eight. So you could only have eight skills out of, uh, spells out at a time. If you wanted to change them, you had to open this book to the left here, sit down, and actually drag you know other things here. And it, it, it took a few seconds. It wasn't instant. You had to fill up these eight slots with new skills, and then you can get back up and use them. Uh, that was good. I like that. I hope we go back. Sephiroth just showed off another uh, another UI from Eve Online as well. And obviously with Eve Online, the way it's played. You have a ton of menus open at a time, so there's a lot of this. This is obviously kind of to the extreme where people bring up as many menus as they can. But like a game like Eve is really played almost like on a spreadsheet, so seeing tons of menus isn't out of the ordinary. Oh yeah, I, this is this is like if you're just sitting in yeah. base or something. Yeah, but yeah, UIs have gotten a lot better. Uh, I think a more recent game, I think they can really flood the UI. Do you remember um, when we played Wildstar? How bad the UI was? Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, it was bad. We had 2K resolution monitors, right? And then, but if you try to play the game in 1920 by 1080, like 70% of your screen was covered with, U, with with UI elements by default. This is not like with mods, with default. It was unplayable at 1920 by 1080. You had to have like close all the UI elements or manually make them really small. But the default UI elements were just, you know, un, un, unworkable at 1080p. Yep. That's, uh, so yeah, that is one area that there is progress, as you said. Yeah. Better than none. And uh, FF14 UI isn't all... The good thing about like a lot of modern games too, FF14 included, is that the UI is highly customizable. You can close out things, move them, or delete them. I think more MMORPGs especially need to have like a system for f- making the UI more flexible. I know uh, Black Desert has been doing it more recently too, where you can just move things out, close them, delete them, change the sizes, right? Where things are very much fixed in a lot of old MMORPGs where you just can't change any of the UI elements besides maybe some very broad things. 
but I should be able to make my inventory as big or as small as I want, as translucent as I want, and move the positioning anywhere, you know? I remember there was one, I think Black Desert tried to make it so you can move your UI element from outside the game. So if you're playing Windowed, you can move it outside the game, right? So that you, you can see more in the game. Or move it to a second monitor. Like, shit like that I think would be great. Oh, that's a, that's a good idea. I actually never tried that in Black Desert, but uh, I would love for that to be an option in, in almost any game where I can have one monitor for the game and the second monitor yeah. can just be UI and they're separate. There was a video of them doing that a while ago. It, was, it looked really cool, though, where they just dragged UI elements from the game to outside the game through like a window, right? And it, 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 the game looks beautiful then because the UI is now no longer cluttering the you know, otherwise beautiful world that is Black Desert. And I think they were trying... I'm, I don't think that really went anywhere, but I know there was like in the Korean beta, they were just trying to play with that idea. Hmm. It'd be really cool if that actually happened. We shall see. All right, mm-hmm. anything else? I, I want to I touch on these super data numbers real quick. Uh, let's, let's hit super data. All right, so yeah, every week, every month they, they put these out. Uh, they only cover digital sales, not all physical sales. So consoles are underrepresented, but uh, they're being more and more represented each uh, month because more and more people are moving uh, from physical to digital sales on consoles. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a pretty surprising fact. So Destiny 2 kind of launched with a fizzle, I would say, right? It kind of fell off. It's not part of the general gaming you know consensus these days but uh, an expansion came out for it and this expansion did really well so it's called forsaken and over 60 percent of people are over uh bought into it already all the monthly uh active subscribers not subscribers users have bought the expansion wow and, yeah and here's a question it's, it's it, do you have any interest in trying this game not particularly you I launched it without the expansion, just in vanilla. I played mm-hmm. it for like an hour, and I was really impressed with the graphics. But right, not beyond graphics, anything no, else? No, not really. Did we play it for a bit, or at least try? I, no, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know. It, with an MRPG, it's very hard to, uh, you know... But that's oh, a question. Destiny 2. Yeah, Destiny 2. Is, is it an MRPG, though? That's the thing. I, 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 uh, vote, I vote yes. I mean, I, I have friends that play Destiny 2 that really like it, too. And honestly, what's, what's remarkable is... um. You said this was a very popular uh, you know, yeah. expansion for it, right? Yeah. Destiny 1, actually the exact same launch process, right? It wasn't until the first expansion came out that really made Destiny 1 popular, where people played it and like quit very quickly, and they came back for the first expansion, which made the game like 10 times better. So it looks like Forsaken is doing the same thing for Destiny 2. I mean, 6% monthly active users purchasing the expansion kind of shows you that, too. And again, top of the, the console charts, too, is yeah. really impressive. It beat out this Marvel uh, Spider-Man game, which sold a lot of copies. That uh, was the best-selling Sony game of, like, Sony exclusive of all time. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that Destiny 2 beat that. Uh, and again, this is, I was expecting such low things from this because of the initial launch was so poorly received. It's very right? muted. They sold a lot of copies very quickly and then we stopped really hearing about it, right? I know yeah. they people leaked some like concurrent numbers that like on the first day it was like over 500k or something crazy. But since then, like it, they, they got rid of the API numbers to show that and like numbers have since dipped quite a bit. But with the, it, it's crazy to see it number one, you know, passing Fortnite and the Marvel Spider-Man. Any other surprises for you here? Uh, someone in chat mentioned that Crossfire is still number three on PC, which is amazing, yes. considering how old and crappy it is. You know, NapNap94, Crossfire makes over a billion dollars a year. Look, Crossfire, it makes more money than like World of Warcraft, all right? In some months, at least. But it's been consistently making like a billion dollars like a year, which is absolutely nuts. Now, obviously, Crossfire is not particularly big in the US or Europe. You can play, I think it's on like Z8. Like, Z8 Crossfire is like the American publisher, right? So you can, you can still find games outside of, you know, China and Korea, but I think Crossfire is popular because it's big in China. They play Crossfire in China instead of Counter-Strike. Obviously, you know, the rest of the world plays CSGO, but, you know, and CSGO is much smaller. Counter-Strike Go is the 10th highest grossing PC game, and Crossfire makes multiples of CSGO's money, which is crazy. That actually, you have to show that, that, that uh, you have to show that uh, advertisement, because I that McDonald's ad, I absolutely love oh, it. Oh, alright, yeah, let me find that. This is actually one of the best advertisers I've ever seen. So it's an advertisement for McDonald's. And, it promote, and it's using Counter-Strike Go lingo. If you've played Counter-Strike Go, you're going to love this ad. It's just a, it's not like a video. It's just like, like a banner outside the store. They wrapped around the store. And to me, this shows how big Counter-Strike specifically is in Europe. This ad is from uh, Denmark, apparently. So mm-hmm. uh, I think Europe is a huge stronghold for Counter-Strike uh, Global Offensive. I love it. GLHF2. I didn't even notice that the first time I saw it. But, you know, the eco- now, when I go to McDonald's, I usually get the eco rounds. You know, I... My, my go-to is like two uh, hot and spicy McChickens and a McDouble. Or I'll get like two McDoubles and hot and spicy McChicken. That's my, that's my usual go. Full buy if you got 16K. You get the full Big Mac meal if you want to go for the full buy. 
Yeah, CSGO is unbelievably big in Russia as well. I mean, it's really popular in Europe overall, though. I think the, I think the best CSGO players in the world are from uh, are from Europe. Yep. I, I love this ad though. I think it's great. I think what really makes Steam an interesting platform too is their transparency. If you like, I remember earlier I was I was curious about Dota 2's uh, player base numbers. Mm-hmm. I think Steam charts, uh, Steam Spy, showed you some pretty crazy data for um, for for uh, for Dota 2. And the vast majority of Dota 2 players are not from the United States. Yeah. Do you know where they're from, Altai? Uh, Russia and Ukraine. Yes. Yeah. Russia. This, let me find this. This data is a bit old because in order to, like, you have to like, log into um, Steam Spy to see the data. But this is from uh, a couple of years ago. But I imagine the makeup hasn't changed that much. But look at the, the player base from all these countries. What's remarkable is more people play Dota 2 from the Philippines than they do in the United States. Wow. And Ukraine is 5%. And all of the United States is 6.87%. Look, look, look at Russia. Crazy? It just got to, oh, out of this. Uh, on that one, I'm not surprised. Only because if you keep an eye on Dota, you realize how popular it is in Russia. Because when, like, anytime a big tournament is going on, you go to you go to twitch.tv and you know you click on Dota 2. And the Russian cast is like usually more popular than the American cast. And there's like multiple Russian casts going on at once. So you, you see right away how big it is in, in Russia. All right. So here's a question for you. With the troubles that we've been reading about for League of Legends, right? Falling numbers, falling mm-hmm. profitability, and Dota having a similar falls in numbers, and the fact that it's you know uh, much bigger, I guess, in Eastern Europe now, mm-hmm. is there, at least in America, North America, is the reign of MOBAs finally over, officially dead? Is the reign of I think I think they're hundred percent of the way down. I think they're, they're, done. they're done. They're dead. They're not dead it's yet. Like it'll, take, it. it'll, it'll, it'll take like ten years for them to die at least, and, and even then, like I think League will be in ten years, League will still be like moderately popular but it's it's they're losing steam though like you said both dota and league are losing numbers i think because of fortnite success i think league's player base is down like 20 percent since their peak i don't even think it's fortnite man i, I think people just burned out it's just uh, you don't n- think it's fortnite no fortnite is an unbelievable sensation sensation is the only word they can describe it yeah like, among, but hold up hold up the people like if you go to any middle school in america right or elementary school yeah, playing, everyone's playing girls and boys do you think the average dota player Right. Saw Fortnite. Like, okay, well, time to play Fortnite. No, he, he didn't quit Dota because no, of Fortnite. Their, their friends are playing Fortnite. It kind of drags them into it too. I I don't think Fortnite is what's killing MOBAs. I don't. I really don't think so. I think it's hurting it for sure. It's not helping. Uh, it's not helping. But it's not. No, it's hurting. I think. I think there are people that are that are playing uh, Fortnite that used to play lots of League. When a game gets that popular, it's inevitable. There's overlap. I, I think more people play Fortnite than you realize. Like, I mean, a lot. I, a couple of my friends. My buddy Hob, who basically, you know, he, he, plays, he plays CSGO most of the time. He, for like a good three, four months, he played nonstop. He played Fortnite, you know, and he's, he's playing nonstop, you know. Or my friend Mar, who plays uh, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy 14, she basically plays MMORPGs all the time. And she played nonstop Fortnite for a while. She played League too, but no, she, she, she quit whoa, all those games whoa. to play Fortnite. You say Fortnite for a while, right? But yeah, the, yeah, most, most of my friends that play Fortnite have all quit. Okay, well, was, but, the, the, the people, it's still very big. The people who switch from playing League for like five years in a row, to, to Fortnite for a week or a month or two. Uh, it's not Fortnite that stopped them from playing League. Sure, everyone's going to try the new big game for like a while, right? Yeah. But th- th- obviously they would just go back. But I think that, that that desire to play mobiles is done. The fatigue is definitely hurting. I'm, I'm a pretty good example of that too, I think. I mean, yeah. I, I've played League for years. And and you're years. not playing Fortnite. No. That's not the reason. But I, go, I go back to play League and I, I'll usually play for like a week like pretty casually and I'll stop again. So it's, I have certainly been fatigued out of League over the years. So yeah, fatigue definitely plays a part too, but wh- then why haven't we seen too much fatigue in like World of Warcraft? World of Warcraft's been out, uh, around a way longer than, uh, you know, than, I, than League of Legends. Basically, you get more dynamic experiences. Maybe it's a little different too because you're doing the same map, generally the same heroes. I think actually WoW's done a better job at keeping the experience fresh than League of Dota has. So for example, I'm burned out on Dota for the same reason, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas WoW... I think if you play like the current expansion, you're going to get your whatever, $50 worth, right? You're not going to mm-hmm. subscribe for long, I don't think, the average person. But I think you will get your money's worth. The new, the new zones, you know, the graphics are amazing. The audio is amazing. The story quests are much better quality than they were years ago. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. Dota or League, it's the same map. It's the same thing. Like They didn't really improve anything. The visuals got better in League. But, but they were so awful before that like now they're just passable. Yeah, makes sense. There's no improvement. Like, what what changed in League today versus five years ago? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The fatigue is definitely hurting them, though, for sure. And I, I, I'm, I'm fatigued out of it, too. 
Yeah. I think, but I do think just by 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 Battle Royale games growing in popularity, it's inevitably taking some players away. Right. Because a lot of people that play League only play League because their friends play League, right? Maybe like they're burnt out of it, right? But if all my friends played League, even if I'm burnt out, of it, I'm going to play with them, right? Just because my friends are playing it. And a lot of people are, you know, their friends are now playing Fortnite, and they're playing Fortnite with them. If that makes sense. Oh. We'll see. Fortnite, he says. So I want to show you one more quick chart on um, on this is the, these are the numbers for uh, CS:GO player. Oh god, I linked you the wrong chart. Ignore that one. Audience in two weeks. Let me see if I can find. Oh god, it's very hard to find these. You you have to subscribe to the Patreon account to be able to get the the access to ge- geography on Steam Spy. So I was trying to find. This is the one. It's gonna be a really bad picture though. That, well, the vast majority. Where do you think most? Uh, which country is the most popular? Most CS:GO players. Uh. I will say Russia. Russia is number one. Okay. United States number two though on this list though. First CSGO. Is this I see oh yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. Okay, so US number two, Germany, uh okay. Poland is number three, which is pretty crazy. I'm not surprised. Oh uh the Europeans like are pretty big on this stuff. Yeah, they're the best CSGO players. They're not the best Overwatch players. Koreans are the best Overwatch players, I think. Or they used to be, I'm not sure if they still are anymore. It's very hard to tell because, again, all the American teams have Korean players on them. So it's really weird because, like, you know, New York Spitfire and London Spitfire and New York Excelsior aren't really American or British teams. They're, they're all Koreans. Like, both teams are like five Koreans on them. So, like, they're American and English teams technically on paper, but the whole teams are Korean. Mother Russia, Sika Bleed. That's like the one thing I learned from, like, the Russians in Dota and Russians in CSGO is Sika Bleed. Well, look at Turkey on his list. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. But why are the Koreans so bad at Counter Strike? Look at this. Point four. Yeah, right. They don't play. They play uh they play League and they play Overwatch. They don't really play uh CSGO. Right, I'm gonna show you one more thing before maybe we, we move on. But uh so so Final Fantasy fourteen released a new uh like dual mount, right? Like a shared mount. Okay. In the, in the cash shop, it costs like thirty five dollars, right? Okay. Only way to get it is the shop? Only way to get it is the okay. shop, right? So uh Canaris looked at this picture and he goes, At least you know at least, at least you can you know it's actually a whale. And he goes, At least this mount lets you see who the whales are in the game. Anyone that's got thirty five bucks. <laughs> it's on a it? whale. That can't be on by accident. It's it might be like a fun poke at them, but it looks like a like it almost looks like the whale from uh Legend of Korra? No, that, that, it's not a whale of Korra. It's, it's a flying, bu- it's a flying bison. Oh, bison. Korra, it, looks, no. it looks nothing like the Korra. What are you talking all about? All right, all right, whatever. I, I, it looks like the in Tales of Vesperia when you fly on the flying whale. Is oh. there is there a flying whale in Tales of Vesperia? There is. The, the lady with the trident or spear yeah. owns it. Yeah. But it, it's basically just a flying whale. But it's like it's 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 pretty expensive. There's a new feature coming from uh, Twitch, actually. Oh, I'm trying to find it. I'll look at you. If you want to see, yeah. You know what I'm talking about or no? No. Oh, oh, oh this video? Okay, let me see a video. And this video just shows, uh, you can see what, what it looks like. I'll just describe I it. So I would never pay money for this personally. The Twitch uh, convention happened recently, and they're actually going to allow, at a feature, where you can have multiple people streaming on one stream, and so you see multiple screens, and if, you, if, a, if a user or viewer clicks one, that one becomes like, you know, full screen for them. With the That's others, actually really cool. With the others, like little tiny ones on the, on the corner, and if they click any of those, it can, you know, those bring up. So mm-hmm. it'll make it a lot easier to do what we were doing, you know, years ago with the multiple uh, people streaming at once. Ooh, nice! I think it's a really good idea, though. I think so. I think it's a really good idea. for speedruns and stuff or competitions. It's a really good idea. All right, and I think with that, unless there's anything else, we can go to the post game. Sounds good. All right, take care, YouTube. And Thank you for watching, YouTube. We'll see you guys at the post game for a bit. Yep. Here we go. Take care.